Welcome to Natural Kids Health Podcast, hosted by board-certified health practitioner Fraser Bridgman. Fraser shares how she went from world judo and jiu-jitsu champion to dedicating her life to helping her daughter, Michaela, who was struggling with life-threatening health issues. After helping her daughter get her health back, she has become a world-renowned health coach. Fraser now shares how you can help your own family achieve the health and wellness goals they deserve. Now here's Fraser. Hi, this is Fraser Bridgman. I am your host today at Natural Kids Health. Today we are talking about autism or ASD. Today will be just an introduction to autism and how I think integrative health can help or working with an integrative practitioner can help your child with autism. First, I just want to briefly talk about what autism is and that it's a condition that can be mild to severe. So a real umbrella term diagnosis. So from what some people concern or talk about as low functioning to high functioning, not my favorite terminology, but something maybe that you have heard. It can affect so many areas of a child's life or person who is diagnosed with autism, from their social skills to communication. Some children do not talk at all, have very low ability to make eye contact or have physical touch that is not something that they enjoy or understand. And it is often characterized by repetitive behaviors and, again, poor speech. However, having said this, I have met many, 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 many kids with autism, and many love physical touch and cuddling, can be very engaged. You know, some kids love to line up all their toys in a row. However, my child who is diagnosed with autism (laughs) does not like anything lined up, does not like anything organized or neat, needs to dump everything everywhere all the time. So it's really hard to really describe it as a very particular and specific diagnosis. There's a a very range. But what what I can say is that most kids with autism do have very interesting quirks that the typical person does not have, but they can be really a huge variety of them. But definitely it affects their often having delayed speech and if they get speech, it can be uh, quite repetitive in what that they say. They like to repeat things. Some kids have like an amazing memory uh, for spatial awareness or for just like memorization of what, let's say an entire movie word for word. But as a parent with a child with autism, like this can also be a very frustrating, annoying thing because I mean, we can only as parents or caregivers say the same story over and over and over again without it just being like, very frustrating, not enjoyable, but that is the life of a parent with kids with autism and kind of why we go out reaching for answers to kind of help our children. Some are very associated with sensitivity to light, to sound, loud noises can be almost an excruciating type pain where they'll cover their ears. Even texture, clothing on their skin can be very annoying to the point where like perhaps they can't wear or they can only wear very specific items of clothing that don't make them feel like they, which was once described to me as a child who could verbally say, is like there was spiders crawling on their skin all the time that they felt. Could you imagine? Like I tried to actually just think about that and sit back and think like, could you imagine what it would feel like? I know if I have one spider crawl up my skin, I'm like a crazy person. Like, ah, like the, the tickling, the ah, it's just horrible. Imagine you felt all the time that you had that. It just, for me, it gave me like this glimpse into what it must be like for a child with such sensory overload to have this feeling of whether it's a tag in their shirt or just like buttons or zippers or, or, or just like jean material might be what it does it. I know my daughter, Michaela, when she was little, it was like coats 
were horrible. They were devil himself. Put her in a winter coat and zip her up and keep her warm. You is like I was torturing her from the inside out. And although we've done lots of work and she can wear a coat now for many years, we had to literally give up on that. We just say no to coats. We would load her up with blankets and blankets were fine. And this is just like trying to give you a glimpse into what it's like. So I know that there's people out there, maybe you're listening. You don't really have someone in your close circle, but it is becoming more and more common. So common that it is estimated now that one in 54 children in the U.S. are now diagnosed with autism. It is more prevalent and common in boys at an alarming and scary rate. We are seeing this and I really feel like it, we obviously have have not been able to pinpoint why this is happening, but I feel deeply that it is a massive accumulation of things that we have done to our world and how we have disrupted so many things from toxins in the air to toxins in our food, to different vaccinations that we've given our newborn babies. To, and I'm not saying I'm an anti-vaxxer, but I just think that we have done, we've changed so many things that we do now that they didn't do, let's say 50, 60 years ago when the, the rates were much lower. So when I look at those things, there's an accumulation of things where we do things, we drink more alcohol, we are around more cigarette smoke, we're just in houses that are you know, we're constantly buying new materials that have off gases from your carpet to your curtains to paint to the list just goes on and on even our tap water, which we'll be doing an episode specifically for drinking water soon, because I feel like it is so important to understand, but our tap water is not a healthy thing. There are so many chemicals and when you, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying that what goes through your toilet comes out your tap. It is actually true. There's, you know, we're putting drugs down our toilets, our, our leftover pharmaceuticals that there's only so much that they can do in the process of a, of a water plant that keeps it safe. But really like the chemicals they use to clean it also are bad for you like the chlorine and fluoride and all of these things. Anyways, I will not go on a tangent about that right now. But I just b- believe there are so, so, so many factors that contribute to these numbers going up that I think that we have to be very, very mindful of kind of helping ourselves be the healthiest version of ourselves as parents and as people and as young people before you get pregnant, but also as growing, having our babies and children and being pregnant, being mindful of things that that are actually chemical and toxic and making sure we are putting very high nutritious food into our bodies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Having said that, there is no one thing that they know that causes autism, and therefore there is also no one thing that can cure or fix autism. So going back quickly to what it is like to be autistic and the over being easily overstimulated by sensory input, the bright lights, the noise, the texture of things on their skin, overwhelmed by stress. And so often you'll see, I see this on a daily basis with my child, but a tantrum, temper tantrums that are off the chart. So, I mean, all kids have tantrums, all kids have, you know, behavioral problems and learning to cope with emotions. But for not just the kids, that ability to cope and with external stresses can be absolutely overwhelming to the point where they just cannot deal with what they are, the stress that they feel that they are under. So it gives them great anxiety. So once they've kind of felt this overwhelm of stress, they now become anxious in similar situations or new places with new people. 
especially if you're upsetting their routine. And again, this is an umbrella term. Not every child needs a very, very specific routine, but it is often helpful to have a good routine in place because sometimes they thrive. Some kids thrive very, very well on a very ritualistic type routine of of day-to-day life. But however, that being a good thing, then when something happens and goes awry where that routine gets put out of whack, that can be very, very detrimental to their day. And again, throw them into like this overwhelm of stress and anxiety and upset that can really turn into a very difficult tantrum sometimes. So again, they're just a very difficult, a difficult balance to find in the right circumstance. Also, often they are cognitively a little bit slower to understand information. They have a bigger need for more time to process what they're learning, what they're being taught, what they're being asked. And they have a difficult time understanding the concept of what how others feel. Now, I know Michaela, she definitely is very in tune with people's feelings, and it's really quite interesting. I but she's not verbal, so I can't really say she fully, you know, understands what she's saying. But I mean, I can walk into a room and she can tell me I'm sad. And I feel like I'm like, I've got my best happy face on. She has an ability to feel someone's feelings. It's really fascinating, to be honest. It's really quite neat. I think sometimes some of us have become hardened to the fact that we don't actually feel and get the vibe that people are putting off and, and we've become hardened to that. So sometimes I think it's actually a really good thing. Autism is thought to be linked to a very high prevalence of gastrointestinal problems, gastrointestinal pain, bloating, poor digestion, poor nutrition, like actually absorbing the nutrients that they're eating. So it can lead to constipation, diarrhea, even feeding problems, often very poor sleep. This is a a very big one for parents because as I've talked about in my sleep episodes, sleep is so important both for the caregiver and the child to develop and be healthy and to be vibrant and joyful. It can also be associated with ADHD, depression, OCD, and intellectual disability. Children can begin showing signs really early in age, you know, by 18 months, they can be showing symptoms in the first year of life, really, some children really exhibit some of these symptoms. Some children, however, seem like they're developing totally normal, but then at some point, usually by the age of two, they stop gaining skills and some children actually lose the acquired skills that they um, got. And that is also like, obviously one of the biggest red flags is that they a loss of acquired skills. Again, AAC, ASD has no known cure, but it does not, is not thought to worsen over time. So it's not something that you would think of as progressive that worsens over time, but it is something that you deal with forever for your life or for their life. For today, I really wanted to spend the majority of this episode talking about what I believe integrated health can do for kids with autism and for their parents and just the options of actual functional medicine testing, what I think is important and I think that could be very beneficial for kids suffering. I think of autism in layers. And whenever I say that, I always think of Shrek in the movie and Donkey and them being talking about, oh, like an onion. No, I'm more like a parfait. I don't know why, but every single time I say that, it makes me smile and laugh. But like, yes, I actually genuinely think of kids with autism as someone like a parfait who just has all these 
varied levels that you have to kind of peel back one at a time to really help that child see benefits of feeling healthier and more vibrant and living their best life, if you want to say. So I just want to talk about as those layers, you peel each one back, you can kind of, the best way to go about it is kind of figuring out what is the the most prominent thing that you think, if it's your child, that if you could solve this one problem, if you could alleviate this one problem, that would make their life better. So when we say, let's start there. And then once you see progress in that area, you pick the next layer of the parfait to kind of work on. So we all have layers. We all have our layers, but I just think of autistic children as having extra layers in their parfait. So what are these tests that I would recommend? So what's important to me is that you test. I think that when you're dealing with someone with such complex needs and complex health issues, the more testing you can do and the more accumulation of information, the better you can help someone. So of course, I say, don't guess, test. Is there things you can do that if you cannot afford test functional medicine testing that you can do? Of course, like getting, you know, all their nutrients into them and a list of things that we will go on with the next episode on autism, really, you know, your basic fundamental health, important nutritional concepts we'll go over. But for today, we're going to talk about what I think are important tests. So When you're looking to make a big decision and you're looking to help your child, the more information you can gather with your healthcare practitioners, the quicker and the better results you will achieve. So off the hop, I would order, if it's possible, as many tests as you can to get as much information as you can so you can make the biggest impact in the least amount of time. So yes, sometimes it is a big financial investment in the beginning, but you save yourself the time of guessing and trying things based on guesswork or lack of information. So we're going to go over the, the labs in our last five minutes here. The labs that I would recommend and in this order. So I say, if you could get them all at once, that's going to paint a huge clear picture, you know, of where the holes lay. So maybe the imbalances of the body are here and here and here, and then you can start to work on those areas. However, some people like to say, well, I just want to do one lab. What's the most important one? And then once they see the benefits of running that test and then putting that protocol into place, often they'll say, oh yeah, I get that. That was helpful. What else can we do? What's the next layer for them? So layer number one, I often would say nine times out of 10, that it would be the complete candida metabolics and vitamins at home, simple urine test. It has over 76 markers, including intestinal and microbial markers. Often kids with autism have a very high level of both yeast and bacteria in their guts. And we know, I mean, we know in science that there's a huge link between your gut health and your brain health now. I mean, that's not even in question anymore. That is a fact. So knowing and seeing the markers, the yeast markers and the bacterial markers, and being able to pinpoint which are in there will really helps to narrow down your supplement program appropriately and brings the body back into balance that much quicker. 
This test also looks at the important new nutritional markers and glutathione precursors. So these are known indicators of the detoxification pathways and very highly linked in autism is an inefficient detoxification pathway system. So often there's low levels of glutathione, just making it more difficult for that child's body to detoxify. So all the time we are coming into contact, every one of us, from the air that we breathe, the food that we eat, the water that we drink, the things that we smell. I mean, the list goes on, the, the soaps that we put on our skin, the clothes that we wear. And a very healthy person has a really healthy detoxification pathway. They're able to get it out. So they exhale it through their lungs. They pee it out in their urine. They poop it out in their stool. We sweat it out of our skin to keep us healthy. But a child with autism often doesn't have a really successful way of doing that. So over time, there's an accumulation faster in them that will accumulate these toxins causing health problems for a very wide range of health problems. And often looking here and really giving that kid all the necessary tools for their body to detoxify on a daily basis can really help them in a lot of ways. Next, it includes mineral and metabolisms and it includes the list of phosphoric acids. So the second test is I would recommend is food sensitivity tests. So this is an at-home simple blood spot card gets sent to you. It tests for almost 200 commonly eaten foods. This test shows what foods are causing a mild to severe IgG reaction. So this is different than an IgE reaction, which is like an allergy. An IgG reaction can greatly contribute to inflammation and GI distress as well. So if you have an IgG response, let's say you have multiple ones, really quite high, they're latent. So it's very difficult to kind of tease out which ones are causing symptoms. So having this test done is a very beneficial way because then you know what, like just take out these foods and you will see health benefits for that person. And these are often associated with signs of like itchy skin, headaches, joint pain, skin rash, low mood, irritability, brain fog, weakness in muscles, learning disabilities, all of which have been linked to autism diagnosis. Okay. So number three would be a complete minerals and metals at home hair sample test. It shows the stages of stress the body is in. So like the health of the adrenal system, along with any accumulated toxic heavy metals. So it's good for people who have high stress, anxiety, that overwhelm, learning disabilities again, mood disturbances, low energy, poor sleep, all of these are very linked to autism. So again, this kind of goes on the same principle. If you have heavy metals building up because you have a poor detoxification pathway, seeing which metals they are, figuring out, it helps you to figure out maybe where they're coming into contact with it, but also really pinpointing what protocols to put in place for supplementation so that you can help get them out of their bodies and help them to feel better. So these are the top three tests that I recommend. After that, there's other tests to do. For sure, stool samples for kids with any real strong GI symptoms, looking for parasites and things like that. 
But this is where we're going to leave it for today. I hope if you have any questions that you don't hesitate to comment and let me know what you think. And again, next week, or sorry, the week after will be our next segment of autism and really talking about that foundational protocol for any kid with autism and making sure it's get it, they're getting everything they need. Okay. I hope that was helpful. Please send it to anyone that you think it might help. I hope you have a great day. Enjoy your day and I'll see you again next week. We'd love for you to continue listening on your journey to developing happy, healthy kids. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Need one-on-one guidance for your family? Schedule a free consultation with Fraser at FraserBridgman.com and we'll be thrilled to work with you. Again, that's FraserBridgman.com. Thanks for listening to Natural Kids Health with Fraser Bridgman.